The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com, and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. Another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I'm very excited to have Dr. Patrick um from max gerson clinic in mexico very exciting I, I learned about max gerson and his therapies years and years ago actually when i visited the hippocrates health institute um i read a little bit about max gerson what he was doing um saw a couple um videos or documentaries about him and then just found out there's eight documentaries on max gerson and um dr patrick vickers thank you so much for being on the show today here brother yeah, thank you. It's always a, a pleasure and an honor to be able to share Dr. Gerson's legacy and his, his work with, with people. So always a pleasure. Yeah, so for our listeners, uh, for the people that aren't, aren't familiar with Max Gerson, um, it's quite a, a very interesting story. Um, he, from, from what I remember, he kind of had his own major health issues himself. He was in tremendous pain, had migraines, if I remember right. That's right. And yeah, and um, stumbled across good old apples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was the thing. So why don't you just take us back to and just tell us the whole story, because I know you can do a better job of me, but um, it's a pretty cool story. Uh, Dr. Gerson's life, I mean, apart from the therapy, his life is absolutely remarkable, but obviously his therapy is the legacy that he leaves behind. But, you know, Nobel Peace Prize winner, Dr. Albert Schweitzer, he called Dr. Gerson the greatest genius in medical history. And Gerson literally was a genius. I mean, when he graduated from high school back in 1900 in Germany, you had to pass an exit exam out of high school to get into university. You just didn't get in on good SAT scores or good grades. You literally had to pass an exit exam out of high school. Well, on the calculus portion of his exit exam, his calculus professor put a question on there he'd never seen before. But he managed to come up with such an elaborate solution, she couldn't even tell him if it was right or wrong. So... She had to send it to all the top math professors in, in Germany at the time. And all of them wrote her back and said, we have a mathematical genius within our country. And they all tried to recruit him for math. Mm. And when that happened, his family got together one night at the Gerson home. Aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, sister, they all got together at the home to discuss what Dr. Gerson would study when he went to university. And that night, they all agreed that he should study medicine instead of mathematics because they felt that he would have the greatest impact on humanity studying medicine. And lo and behold, he goes on to study medicine at the University of Freiburg. While he's at the University of Freiburg, like you said, he was suffering from severe migraine headaches. And he completely cured himself by altering his diet, taking out all the high salt, high fat processed foods and meat of the standard German diet of that time, which is essentially what our diets look like today. No, but um, and he cured himself. So he graduates from the University of Freiburg. Takes yeah, was, was it wasn't it like applesauce? 
Uh, well, certainly Apple's played a big role, no? Like Granny Smith Apple is a major contributor to, to his therapy, which, you know, I'm sure we'll get into. But um, it was everything. I mean, anything organic and fresh and, you know, that's what he was doing. And yeah, Apple played a, a major role. Um, so he goes on, graduates from the University of Freiburg, and he starts using his migraine diet at his clinic that he opened in Bielefeld, Germany. When all of a sudden, all these patients with tuberculosis start coming back to him, cured of their tuberculosis with his migraine diet. So he started treating tuberculosis at a time when tuberculosis was killing a million people in, in Europe at that time. And he'd actually become so renowned at that point that a guy by the name of Ferdinand Zauerbrook approached Dr. Gerson. Now, Ferdinand Zauerbrook was Europe's leading thoracic surgeon at that time. He was the one operating on all these TB patients. So he gets word that there's this guy curing tuberculosis with diet. So he approaches Dr. Gerson and he says he wants to embark on a study of 460 TB patients. And he says to Dr. Gerson, he says, if you can cure about one of these, I'll believe every single word that you say. And Dr. Gerson cured 450 out of 460 TB patients. I mean, TBs. I remember that. I remember that now. You're bringing back, getting the cobwebs out of my brain. Yeah. And so, so he had become renowned for, you know, curing tuberculosis. Well, Hitler comes to power. Gerson's a German Jew. He lost his entire family in the Holocaust. All those people that met that evening to discuss what he would study, they all died in the Holocaust. His parents, his aunts and uncles, his siblings, they all died. Only Dr. Gerson survived, and he narrowly escaped being, being killed. And so he fled to France when, when Hitler invaded uh, – he fled to France when Hitler came to power. Then when Hitler invaded France, he fled to Manhattan, and he set up practice on Park Avenue in Manhattan, literally on the same corner as Memorial Sloan Kettering. He set up practice right next to Memorial Sloan Kettering, the largest cancer research hospital in this country at that point. Well, when he was there in Manhattan, a woman in New Jersey who was suffering from liver, gallbladder, and stomach cancer heard that he was practicing in Manhattan. So she went and begged him for his tuberculosis treatment. He refused to give it to her. And she came like three or four times begging him. He refused. Now, this is back in like 1932 or 1936. Mm -hmm. And so why would he be scared even at that point? Because even back then, as a bona fide medical doctor with a medical license, if you treated cancer or any disease for that matter with nutrition, you ran the risk of stepping outside your licensure and ran the risk of losing your license and being completely ostracized by your medical colleagues. And so he refused to treat her, but she refused to stop coming back. And finally, he got so tired of her coming back. He said, okay, listen, I will treat you, but completely in secret. He didn't know what he could do for cancer at that point. He had no idea. And so he ends up treating this woman with three different types of cancer, and he completely cured her. And it was at that point he said, I can no longer turn my face away from this deadly scourge of cancer. And he dedicated the rest of his life 
to treating advanced cancer regardless of the personal and professional consequences of doing so. And as you probably know, to this day, he remains probably the most censored and persecuted doctor in United States history. And so his story continues from there where he testified before the United States Senate in 1946, where he brought five of his most terminal cancer patients that he'd ever cured. All five walked into Senate chambers doors and testified on his behalf regarding his treatment. So shocked was everybody in those Senate chambers that Senator Claude Pepper, the longest serving Senator and Congressman in U.S. history, said Dr. Gerson dedicated his life to the mastery of this scourge of cancer and all should honor his great work. Now that was July 1st through the 3rd, 1946. Why didn't we hear about it? He was whisked away to the international press room where he was to give an interview to the international press. He sat in an empty room for an hour and a half. They never made it. The international press never came into the room. They were whisked away to another room and an impromptu party was thrown on their behalf. Why? Those three days Gerson testified, he wasn't just, just testifying about his cure for cancer. He was testifying about everything even back then that was causing cancer. And you know what that is, everything, right? Mm -hmm. The energy industry, the, the pharmaceutical industry, the agricultural industry. He was talking about it all. And those are the ones supplying the campaign funds for our politicians' campaigns. So you can imagine those three days in 1946, the red flags that went up in our government, and they refused to allow Gerson to be interviewed by the international press. And present that day was a man named Raymond Graham Swing. Raymond Graham Swing. Who's Raymond Graham Swing? Well, back in 1946, there were no TVs. So if you wanted to listen to news every night, you gathered around your radio and you mm -hmm. listened to the news from 7 to 8 p.m. on ABC, NBC, or CBS radio, right? And so Raymond Graham Swing was the anchor man for ABC News. So every night you turned on your radio, you listened to Raymond Graham Swing give you the hour news broadcast. He was present at Gerson's testimony, and he went on his radio broadcast that night, and he says to the nation, he says, folks, please forgive me if I don't have my morals correct in talking about these other stories that would have taken up the entire hour. The Truman anti-racketeering bill had been signed that day. Something regarding Trieste in Italy in World War II had been negotiated and signed like that day or the day before. And so that would have taken up virtually the entire hour. He said, but what I heard behind Senate chambers doors today is absolutely shocking. And he ended up spending 45 minutes of his hour long program announcing to the nation, if not the world, that the cure for cancer had been found. And for nine hours straight at ABC News switchboards in Manhattan, nine hours straight, the switchboards lit up from people all over the world trying to find out where to get this cure for cancer. Yet to this day, we have never heard of Dr. Max Gerson. We've never heard of him. From the day Gerson testified before the United States Senate in 1946, he became a marked man. 
he ended up becoming completely censored from any publishing. He was one of the most published doctors in the world in 1946. After his testimony, he was prohibited from publishing in every single major medical journal around the world. He lost his licensure to the New York State Medical Society. He had become prohibited from practicing medicine for a period of time. Absolute and complete ostracization up until his death in 1959. Wasn't he poisoned a couple times? Yeah, so he, when he died, the, the family did a private autopsy. And they found that he had 150 times the levels of arsenic in his blood. And a year previously, he had gotten ill and the same thing, arsenic poisoning. And so, you know, the question remains, how did Dr. Gerson die? You know, so who knows? Regardless of how he died, the, Dr. Gerson was completely censored by the U.S. government the pharmaceutical and medical industry, and the mainstream media, completely censored. By the way, Raymond Graham Swing at that point had worked for 30 years at ABC News Radio. Two weeks later, he was fired from his job because he had now become a risk to the system that was already paying ABC News $100 million a year for their special interests. Raymond Graham Swing, 30 years senior, anchorman for ABC News Radio, was fired from his job after speaking about Dr. Gerson. Have you ever been able to find that recording of his talk? It was 45 minutes? Dr. Gerson? No. Or Ray Raymond Graham Swings? Raymond Graham I've Swings. never looked for it, to be honest. I wonder if it's out there. No? You know, Dr. Gerson's testimony, it's in the United States archives. It's document number 8947 in the United States archives. And there's an amazing book called The American Experience of Max Gerson, Censored for Curing Cancer. That's the name of the book. The American Experience of Max Gerson, Censored for Curing Cancer. In that book, you get Dr. Gerson's word-for-word -word testimony before the United States Senate, the entire transcript of his testimony is in that book. That book was written by a New York Times journalist cleared by his editor to write a story exposing Gerson as a fraud. And he ended up after researching his story, he completely switched and wrote that book. You know the guy who wrote that book, what his name was? He wrote it under a pen name and it was S. J. Hout, H-A-U-G-H-T. S.J. Hout was the author, and he wrote it under a pen name. That's not his real name. And why do you think? Because he understood the implications, as Dr. Gerson did, of writing and exposing such work. He, he feared his own professional and potentially his personal life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really it's really crazy that you get persecuted by pointing out obvious things like, um, you know, chemicals aren't good for you. Yeah, um, it's probably a good idea to eat fresh things from nature, um, apples, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's just it's unbelievable. It really is. So, um, and he was exposing it all. And so you can just imagine, like, 
during behind those Senate chambers what the politicians were thinking because he was exposing all the men feeding their pockets. Mm-hmm. And so he became public enemy number one at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's quite the story, man. Coming from Germany yeah. and the whiz kid and and then losing his family to the Holocaust. And you know, there's been so many people that have been helped by the Gerson therapy. And I mean, if he wouldn't have made it out of France or never would have come to be, but it did. Yeah. Where would be, where would we be? I mean, somebody would have figured out something, you know, remotely comparable, but you know, when Schweitzer called Gerson the greatest genius in medical history, he's been dead 60 years now. And when you break down his therapy on a cellular level, you're just like, how did he know this? I mean, how did he, he was just an intuitive genius. It really came down to that um you know so cool. fascinating yeah well let's do this man we're going to take a break and we get back i want to kind of go step by step through the therapy you know you've read his manuals and stuff what he did and then what you guys have um have done to improve on it because i'm sure that's right. you know I, that's i i have some questions about it too so anyway we'll take a quick break we'll be right back and we will talk more about the gerson therapy and how it's helping people to bring back life and vitality. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Patrick Vickers from the uh, Max Gerson Clinic in Mexico. And even though he's not down there right now, you're in, you're in Las Vegas right now, right? Or somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, Lake, Lake, Lake Las Vegas, so about 20 miles outside of Lake downtown. Do you live on the lake? Um, I can see the lake right from my, from my condo where Sweet. I'm at. That's yeah, awesome. So, yeah. Have you been here? Um, mm, I don't think so. I mean, I've been, I've been to Las Vegas, you know, especially flying in and out of there a few times for connecting flights, but back before yeah. I, um, became enlightened, I don't really go to Vegas anymore. That was, yeah. that me was either. Redneck party <laughs> town. Oh gosh. Las Vegas is horrible. No, but we're in Lake Las Vegas. Which is even, even before I got on all the health stuff, I hated taking showers there. It was like, it was like terrible chlorine the water you always have to get bottled water the water is just atrocious it's terrible yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable all right so what you gave us the backstory on uh, dr max gerson um it's it's i know that you know i you filled in a lot of details and re- reminded me of a bunch of stuff and i got some new stuff too so it was just a really cool revamp on that story i'm sure you could probably tell that story over a five-hour period and get into more details probably really cool sometime <laughs> But right now, what, let's go ahead and for the listeners, let's just get into it and say, like, what exactly is, what was he doing? What was the Max Gerson therapy? What did he do? And what are you guys doing at the clinic now? What have you done to improve on it? Yeah, great. You know, if you read Dr. Gerson's book, A Cancer Therapy, Results of 50 Cases that he published a year before he died. If you read that book, there's one word that's going to stand out over and over and over again. And before you and I started the interview, you even t- points. And that word is metabolism. 
Metabolism, metabolism, metabolism. That word is mentioned over and over again in Dr. Gerson's book because metabolism is ultimately the secret to health and it's the secret to disease. But what does that mean? You have word metabolism. Metabolism by definition is the breakdown of food into energy. And so is it any wonder that when we're talking about the precipitating main precipitating factors that cause cancer. What's one of the main things you always hear in the media? One of the main answer today are risk factors is obesity. Mm -hmm. Why? Because of a breakdown of metabolism in the body, the breakdown of food into energy. Mm -hmm. So the whole secret to Dr. Gerson's therapy is exactly that. So what does that mean? Breakdown of food into energy. Is it any wonder that? What do we know in natural medicine? 70% of your immune system is where? In the gut. It's yep. in the gut. Once the gut gets deranged, sick, dis, you know, dysbiotic, what happens? A breakdown of health. Why? Because you can't break down your food into energy. So first and foremost on the Gerson therapy, what do you have to heal? You have to heal the gut. So how do you heal the gut? There's only one way, food. Food and really good proper supplementation, but mostly food, right? And sometimes so the lack of food. Right? Sometimes, right. Yeah. Gerson was against fasting, and we can go into that. But for someone like you and me, fasting is an excellent tool to reboot and restart the body. A cancer patient, no. And I can go into that, okay? But Gerson's primary you know, goal was, one, you got to restore the gut. How do you do that? Our patients are getting 20 pounds of organic fruits and vegetables every single day, 20 pounds. They're getting 13 fresh pressed juices every hour on the hour from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. So that is how you begin to heal the gut. Now, what we've done as well is we've added Mike Haley's aloe to that protocol, right? You know Dr. Haley. Yes, um, just and had him so, on. Yeah. And, and yeah, so last uh, last episode, actually, his his aloe product is just absolutely amazing. And what it can do for healing the gut is just extraordinary on top of the 13 juices, 20 pounds of organic fruits and vegetables every single day. Our patients are also getting three meals per day. And I'll explain that as well, because Dr. Gerson was adamant that the raw portion of the therapy be the juices. When it came to a cancer patient being able to break down raw food, they're not able to because the gut is so sick to break down a raw broccoli or a raw cauliflower or a raw carrot. It actually can tax the, their, their digestive tract in the beginning until you can heal it. For someone like you and me, raw is optimal, right? But for someone who's really sick, Gerson was adamant that their foods be thoroughly cooked, their meals, because that pre-digestion was actually, or that, that cooking is actually a form of pre-digestion, and it facilitated their ability to convert food into energy until you can heal that gut, and then they could break down raw food. But that takes a while. So anyway. Well, let's, let's, can we let's pause for a moment because I want to break this down because 
there has been a certain way I've been sharing and teaching and training people from things that I've learned with my first person experience. Uh, like I spoke to you earlier, I've coached over 600 people through this process. Um, I was birthed at the Hippocrates Health Institute, very similar stuff. Um, first off, number one, you said you guys are getting 20 pounds of veggies and fruits into people, right? That's right. Per day. And you're doing that. Mostly. That's, that's the raw portion. And you're doing that through juicing, right? That's right. Right. Because you're not eating 20 pounds a day. Right. That's so exactly right. Out, we're juicing that. Otherwise, all you'd be doing is wiping your butt all day long. That's right. right. <laughs> well, a lot <laughs> like, of gas. Like Jim Carrey said in that day, the juice man deal. I, have you ever seen that? No. On YouTube? Dude, no. you got to write this down. It's freaking hilarious. And if you guys listening, this is one of the funniest things. You know, Jay Juice Man Cordage? Yeah. He, he, you know, we cured him. He's cured by Gerson. Right. That's why I wanted to bring him up, too. So Jim Carrey dresses up like him and it's just type in Jim Carrey juice man. After this, it's, you are going to be belly laughing. <laughs> it's a little five, 10 minutes, six minutes skit, something like that. And you're, it's so freaking funny. You're going to be dying laughing. So anyway, I got that little thing about wiping your butt because he had this big pile of vegetables and he goes, you could eat all these all day long, but all you'd be doing is wiping your butt. That's why I invented the juice weasel. So he was selling this, he was, you know, it was an infomercial uh, skit. He was selling this juice, this, juice weasel thing it was hilarious anyway <laughs> it's super funny i hope all of you when you're done listening to this episode go watch it look it up on youtube it's freaking hilarious okay because laughter will heal right so that's yeah. very important all right so you're juicing their veggies and fruits and raw now i totally agree with that that's been my experience because the digestive tract has already been compromised right so what you're doing when you're doing juicing and a lot of people are like well what about the fiber we're not juicing for fiber we're juicing that's right the nutrients into the set into your bloodstream to get into the cell that's right so when the digestive tract is compromised you have a hard time breaking it down so the juicer actually does the 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 uh the masticating of your teeth and the juicing for you and it's also digesting it for you so all this food is coming in pre-digested so there's no energy no effort used in the digestive process which it can be 60 to 80 percent of a person's energy a day so by juicing this is why juicing is so powerful. You're rerouting that 60 to 80% of energy back to the immune system to heal because your immune system is, is literally is a system and it's got the Navy, the army, the Marines. And if they're over here fighting a battle over here, which is actually digestion and they're not doing that now, they're over here. Now they can work on the cancer or the fibromyalgia or your colitis or whatever you got going on, right? It doesn't matter. It's, and I don't, want, I don't want everybody listening to think just about cancer. This, this lifestyle and what we're teaching here, it's going to improve everything because That's what right. I've learned, it's not so much of what you are eating or new, your new raw foods and juicing. It's just getting away from the standard American diet, right? That's right. Stopping the bad inputs into the system and allowing the system to heal itself. That's number one. That's why sometimes you hear people like they drink all carrot juice and they heal themselves of whatever disease. And some other person does something else, all celery juice and they heal it's not so much of what you're putting in. It's more about stop putting in the garbage that's tearing you apart. Okay. Right. So that was point number one was the veggies. Number two, um, you're doing juices every hour on the hour. Now I think that's um, very, uh, it would be very difficult or more difficult for somebody to come back home and do it. But when you're faced with the uh, death you can get her done. Right? Or there's a way, hey, listen, where there's a will, there's a way. And if you don't that's, have a discipline, that's right. And when you, you go to the, the clinic, you're going to, this all be done for you. 
And you're going to have so much energy and vitality when you come back to actually have the energy to do it because it helps out a lot. Yeah. Now, you guys added Stockton Allo. Yeah. This is the one thing that I really wanted to, and I'm going to question you on this today. Michael talked about this, and I was very excited, and I'm, I'm actually really excited about a whole project now because of our conversation, um, is that the sugar in aloe is mannose sugar, and that sugar cannot be eaten by cancer, which is really cool. So the cancer grabs it to eat it, but it can't eat it, and he said something about a signaling molecule putting up a flag saying, hey, microphages or T-cells and B-cells, come right. over here and eat this cancer, right? So- that was my question to you because at the Hippocrates Health Institute, they were doing fruits and vegetables as well back in the day. But then they had a gal named uh, Edie Mae Huntsberg. Are you familiar with her? No. So she had tumors, okay? And I can't remember if it was cancer or not. And she went to Hippocrates and it got better. But every fall, her tumors would come back and then they would go away. And then every fall, they'd come back and go away. Well, she was very well-liked. She was a very nice lady. And every fall, people would bring her lots of figs and dates. And what were they loaded with? Sugar. Sugar. So what they did was, is that's, they learned from her, they removed sugar from the diet and they noticed like a 26, 28% faster recovery time on all patients across the board with all disease. And from that point forward, the Institute in Florida, Hippocrates, they removed sugar completely from the diet. Michael said that Stockton Allo has this mannose sugar. It's the only sugar that I've ever heard of that cancer can't digest because I heard that fruit sugars actually will hit on you know 74 receptors in the body and the cancer will actually grow with it whereas cane sugar might only hit on five but both of them are like throwing gasoline on a bonfire so can you speak to that because i know are you guys still doing carrot juices and stuff of like course that? we are absolutely okay, so i need to, I, I need to learn about this because i'm confused right now okay that's a great question right because today what's the most googled word on the internet keto mm -hmm. keto they, they, they live and die under that same principle that sugar feeds cancer. Therefore, you can't eat a lot of fruits and vegetables when you have cancer because it's going to cause the cancer to grow. Well, if our patients are getting 3,500 to 4,000 calories per day in simple sugars, why is the Gerson in the form of fruits and vegetables? Why is the Gerson therapy like the most renowned therapy in the history of medicine for being able to reverse advanced cancer? If that were the case, we'd be sending people to their grave quicker than they'd get there naturally. So something you mentioned, really interesting. Gerson completely eliminated dry fruit, dried fruit. You can't have dried fruit on the Gerson therapy. Those are, that's the highest. They're too Banana, concentrated. Bananas and dried fruit are the highest content of sugar. That's right. And there's limited bananas as well on the Gerson therapy. And Gerson instinctively understood this, okay? When you're drinking a juice, what is it? It's 90% water. You're drinking 90% water, and then, yes, there's fruit and vegetable sugars. However, this is where the, the rubber meets the road in terms of you know, whether or not sugar feeds cancer. In 1931, Otto Warburg won the Nobel Prize in medicine, right? Mm -hmm. And he won it for proving cancer cannot survive in a body where the cells are properly oxygenated because the metabolism of the cancer cell can't survive in that environment. And that includes viruses and bacteria, right? Right, because they're anaerobic. Exactly. And so in his Nobel work, Warburg went on to describe the precipitating factor for the body's ability to oxygenate cells is an alkaline diet. That is exactly what he went on to describe in winning the Nobel Prize. 
So here is the crux of the matter. How many times have you heard alkalinity promotes health? Acidity promotes disease, right? We, we hear that constantly, right? Mm -hmm. An alkaline diet promotes health and can reverse disease. An acidic diet, a ketogenic diet, will promote disease, right? But what does that mean? We hear that constantly, but it's never broken down on a cellular level on what are those implications. Well, when we're talking about alkalinity and acidity, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking about pH, right? That's mm -hmm. what it is, pH. Well, what is pH? pH is potential hydrogen, right? It's potential hydrogen. So acidity, by definition, is the buildup of hydrogen within the body. Now, what are the implications of that? You already mentioned it before we started this interview. You were talking about the proper fats and the cell membrane, right? Yes. That cell membrane, is it or is it not the gatekeeper of that cell? It determines what can get in. It determines what must get out. How does it do that? It's all based on electrical charge. That's what it's based upon. So when we're acidic, and we have a buildup of hydrogen in the body. That is the definition of acidity. Well, where's that hydrogen coming from? Where is it coming from? It's coming from our diet, right? Mm -hmm. What did you say that cell membrane's made up of? What's it made up of? Fat. It's made up of fat. What kind of fat? Well, hopefully. Whatever hope fat, whatever <laughs> whatever fat you're eating. Exactly, right? So whatever fats you're feeding that body, Naturally, the body's going to use it to maintain that cell membrane. Well, what are saturated fats saturated with? Hydrogen. Whenever you define a, satur a fat is defined based on its saturation with hydrogen. What's flax oil? Flax oil is a polyunsaturated fat, meaning it has no hydrogen bonds. There's no hydrogen in it. What's coconut oil? It's pure saturated fat, pure. That's why at room temperature, it's hard. So if I stick coconut oil in the freezer, I stick olive oil in the freezer, and I stick flax oil in the freezer, and I take it out 24 hours later, they're all solid as mm -hmm. soon as I take it out. How long do you think it's going to take me to get two to three tablespoons of coconut oil off of that coconut oil jar? It's going to take me a good three, four, five hours because it needs to melt from that saturation point. Olive oil is a monosaturated fat. Some of its bonds are saturated with hydrogen, some aren't. So it's going to might take me a couple hours to get a couple tablespoons of flax oil, of, of olive oil when I take it out. Flax oil, on the other hand, it's solid frozen when I take it out. In five minutes, it's pure liquid because it has no bonds saturated with hydrogen to stabilize it. So the point is this, when that cell membrane is made up of saturated fats because of all the crap we're eating, all the pizza, cookies, cake, ice cream, the oils we're eating, the meat, which is clearly saturated fat, butter, right? As oxygen approaches that cell, what do you need to convert your sugar into energy? You need oxygen. That is biochemistry 101. The mitochondria inside the cells, they need oxygen to convert sugar into energy. When you see someone who's sick and dying, what do you notice? 
they're lethargic. Why are they lethargic? Because they've lost the capacity to produce energy on a cellular level. And you need massive amounts of energy to cure a sick and dying body, not to mention to maintain a healthy one. So if you're saturated fat loaded at the level of the cell membrane, the charge at the level of the cell membrane cannot accept oxygen into the cells. And this is what Otto Warburg went on to describe in his Nobel winning work on how you properly reverse disease. So as oxygen approaches that cell and that cell membrane saturated and acidic with hydrogen, it literally gets repelled away. You cannot convert food into energy. And so you have to change the fats like you mentioned. But most importantly, you need sugar to heal cancer or any disease. It is that simple. And the Gerson therapy has proven that over and over and over again for 120 years. So the ketogenic people, they have it right. Sugar feeds cancer in an acidic body. In an acidic body, if no oxygen is available, what is sugar going to get broken down into? It goes into anaerobic glycolysis, and the final production is what? Lactic acid. And that's ultimately what feeds disease. But sugar in an alkaline environment where the cell membranes are properly restored with flax oil, that's the oil Gerson chose to restore the electrical potential at the level of the cell membrane. Do you know that flaxseed oil literally works as a magnet to draw oxygen into the cell? The electrical charge of flax oil literally sucks oxygen into the cell. And as soon as you can get oxygen into the cell, you can throw energy production through the roof. Now, why are Granny Smith apples so important in this system? The mitochondria, right? They convert sugar into energy via what? The Krebs cycle. It's called the Krebs cycle. If you study and research the Krebs cycle, biochemistry 101, you will see that the sugar gets converted into energy in the mitochondria in the presence of oxygen. Three reactions take place. That very first reaction to set the cycle going is malic acid. Granny Smith apples are loaded with malic acid. They fire up that first reaction in the Krebs cycle for the conversion of sugar into energy. So this idea, it is one of the biggest tragedies out there right now, Tim, that sugar feeds cancer. Nothing could be further from the truth. Sugar feeds cancer in an acidic body. Sugar heals cancer in an alkaline environment where you restore the electrical charge at the level of the cell membrane so that oxygen can get into the cells to convert that sugar into energy. That is, the, that is the crux of the matter. That's where Otto Warburg won his Nobel work. That's where Gerson, 20 years before Warburg won his Nobel work, was already had a therapy in place proving that very principle. And that is the secret 
of the Gerson therapy success over the last 120 years? You're really making me think here, man. You're really making me think here because, well, first off, you know, there's, there's, I, I want to talk more about that. So my whole thing was when you, before you even started telling me and gave me that, that detailed explanation of the difference between, you know, sugar into an acidic cell versus a, a, a cell that's more alkaline and be able to accept it differently. And obviously the type of sugar as well. Uh, that's a good point. Um, the other thing I was thinking before that though, was like, you know, sometimes when people are on the standard American diet and then they go to like, let's just say all vegetable juices and stuff like that, it might not be as exciting for them. Right. So there's also, um, uh, whereas something that has some fruit in it, it's a little tastier, maybe, um, would bring more joy to them. Yeah. Would change their, you know, emotions lead to frequency. Like we literally can control ourselves through thought. And I believe that there's a point in time where if, if people were, had practiced meditation enough, and obviously if they practice meditation enough, they'd probably be healthy anyway. But, you know, when we learn to tap into our true potential, we could heal anything in a, in a nanosecond just with thought. I believe that's possible. I don't know how yet. I mean, maybe on a higher level I do, but right now I don't. So I was thinking maybe with, with, with the Gerson therapy that, you know, just like anything, man, that people can go all greens and then they still don't make it. They could do the Gerson therapy. Some people don't make it. And well, then, that's, tr that's then true. All, then you have all these people out there going, oh, see, it didn't work. But it's like, no, I mean, they did a lot of shitty things to themselves for 40, 50, 60 years. And that's right. And then maybe they didn't want to live. And I've noticed people have different attitudes and they have different, maybe they have a shitty home environment and their husband's a jerk or the wife's a, a jerk. And, and it's true. Or they live next to power lines or their, their bed's next to a 5G meter or, you know, a smart meter or whatever. And that's there's right. so many factors involved in it. That's if we right. just break it down to the overview, which is that, you know, healthy cells are going to make a healthy individual. That's right. That's what it boils down to. So what can we do on a cellular level? Because those, you know, if you take an individual cell and you can get them all healthy, then you're going to be healthy. That's right. That's it. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean this, it's not messed up down there. So when That's people, right. when you're my, like when my skin was all jacked up and I had skin issues, I really didn't have a skin issue. I had a cellular issue. That's right. Right. And then it was also my gut. Like Michael said, if you look at the, if you go inside the mouth, it's like, the the intestines are kind of like the skin right yeah. they're just on the inside that's right right so if your skin's bad your 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 intestines are bad and on a cellular level you have you have poor cells low vibration low oxygen uh, low electric low oxygen and acidic cells that's and that's exactly the problem right. so we just got to flip it around we want to have alkaline cells high oxygen and um and then you know, you're going to get better. So can, can I clarify a couple things here yeah. um, that you said? You're absolutely right. We don't cure everyone and we don't make that claim. You've got clinics out there claiming, oh yeah, we care 75, 80% of our advanced cancer patients. That's a lie. That's just an outright lie. Well, the first, the first thing that I have to, I would say is that to anybody saying that you're curing anybody of anything is, is a lie because you can't cure anybody of anything. People have to heal themselves. Well, that's true, right? That's number one. And that's, yeah. the, that's the big fallacy out there is because what people, people, 
they hand their power over to somebody else to, to do something for them, whether it's in Western medicine or doing it naturally and stuff like that. Yeah. That is not how you do it. Yeah. You have to take responsibility for your life in all aspects, whether, Hey, you got a shitty marriage. Well, who's, who got it there? You're involved. Yeah. You need to take responsibility. How about the relationship with your children? Yeah. If that's not working, you need to be responsible for it. And yeah. don't play, don't play dumb that you don't know about your health. You can figure it out. Yeah. We are you what we figure eat. Figure it out. And you we instinctively are what we eat. know. Yeah. What's that? Instinct. We are what we eat. And we we know that from the day, you know, we're children. We hear that from the day we're kids, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, but but anyway, yeah. So I want to make that clear that you know, you met you said it. People destroyed their bodies for four, five, six decades. And by the time they get to us, they're just not recuperable. You you can't recuperate them because their organic systems are just they're too weak, they're too advanced. And I can't tell you how many people I don't even accept into our clinic because we know we can't help them. Yeah. They're, they're just too far gone. We can't restore them. And there's no sense in taking their money and taking their time and wasting their time if we know we can't help them, right? Or prolonging so, so. a bad situation like if somebody's late stage Alzheimer's and they're in a wheelchair and drooling. Okay, maybe you can extend their quality of life, but what's the point? Yeah, that, that's right. That situation, you know what exactly. I mean? More misery for them and more burden for children and grandchildren yeah. to take care of them. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, <sighs> it's just a, we just have a, we have a big mess out there, but the, the yeah. answer is all people have to do is like, do what I'm doing right now. Look outside nature. Yeah. And, and I did a podcast on this a while back. It's like, people have to understand that like, look, you are not living with nature. You don't live in nature. You are freaking nature yourself. You yeah. are an expression of nature. Gerson said that. The, really? He did? Yeah, he said, he said, we have an internal metabolism and nature is our external metabolism. And if we don't interact with the two properly, disease will set in. It's that simple. He called yeah. nature our external metabolism when he would talk about our internal metabolism, right? Cool. So, Let's do this, man. Let's take a quick break. Uh, this, this section went a little long, but that's okay. I, and we're going to pick up right where we left off right here when we get back. The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Patrick Vickers from the Gerson Clinic in Mexico. And um, man, we've, we've been kind of going deep on is sugar good or sugar bad for people dealing with health issues. Um, you've really opened my eyes on something, which is that, you know, an acidic cell cannot accept sugar. Oxygen. Right? Oxygen. It cannot accept yeah. oxygen. You need oxygen to burn glucose, right? You need oxygen to convert sugar into energy. End of story. Yeah, and that's what we do. All food is broken down into glucose. It needs to get into the cell. 
That's right. Get into the cell. That's where you have high blood sugar. That's why I always tell people, if you have type two diabetes, you don't have uh, a sugar issue. You have a fat issue around your cell. You got to get that's your fat exactly right. right. That's exactly right. That's exactly got to clean up that shitty right. fat and get a good quality fat into your body. And, and then your cells going to start accepting the glucose and then burning it for energy. And then you're that's, that's how it works. So, um, my question though is, is like, okay, if somebody is right in the throes of disease, right. And you're telling me that we have to get them the cell alkaline and we have to get good fats in there. Right. Yeah. Before, and then get oxygen into the cell before the, the sugar will, otherwise the sugar is a problem. So if somebody's like that and you, you're putting sugar in from the very get go, but they haven't got the good fats yet. I mean, isn't there a, like a, a curing time or, or no, there? no, because here's the flips. Here's the other side of that. So when we're dealing with acidity, right? What do we have to neutralize? What do we have to restore? We have to neutralize that acidic molecule, which is what? the positively charged hydrogen molecule, okay? So not only are fats important, obviously, right? We wanna restore the fats at the level of the cell membrane, but you still have hydrogen everywhere in the body disrupting electrical charges, okay? So how do you neutralize and get rid of that? Simple, the alkalinity. So when you drink a juice, right? If you test that juice with litmus paper, do you know it tests acidic? It's acidic. But do you know what happens when you drink it? It gets broken down into potassium hydroxide, okay? It gets broken down into potassium hydroxide. So how do you write a hydroxyl molecule chemically? It's OH negative. So hydroxide is OH negative. Well, what are we trying to neutralize? H positive. So all of a sudden, you have this incredibly acidic body coming into your clinic, You've got to alkalinize it. You have to get rid of that acidity, not just the fats, everything else you know, that's involved around that acidity. Mm -hmm. There's only one way, the hydroxyl molecule. So all of a sudden you drink that juice, you're creating massive amounts of OH negative ions. What do you think happens? OH negative ions start to react with positively charged hydrogen ions. What do you think that reaction produces? OH negative. H positive, two H's and an O, H2O, water, neutral charge, all of a sudden oxygen can start to get into the cell as well. Because if X, any excess hydrogen at the level of the cell membrane is also going to get neutralized and reestablish the charge as you start to neutralize the acidity within the body. That's just natural, okay? So you those juices immediately go to restoring the body's ability to start oxygenating and metabolizing sugar. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so right off the bat, the patients are helped, right? And then with the flax oil, because it it's a no-fat diet other than what's naturally occurring in the flax oil. Now, you know and I know that every food contains essential fatty acids, for example. Every food, whether it's a a fruit, whether it's lettuce, whatever, it contains essential fatty acids. So you're going to go to restore those cell membranes just by changing over to a vegetarian diet as well. You're not going to, you don't need meat and all the other oils necessarily to reestablish that cell membrane. Let me say something really quick here. If you're listening right now and you're a 
carnivore all the way in or you eat meat and you're like, oh, I can never do that. What we're trying to get across to you right now is that if you're in the throes of disease or you want to get off your meds or you want to feel better or look younger, that this maybe just do it for 30 days and then just see how you feel and then go back and eat it the other way and then have first person experience. Yeah. Don't let your belief systems shut down an opportunity for you. Cause that's, yeah. if I would have went with my belief systems, I would have never set foot in the Hippocrates health Institute. I would have never, I would have never done it. If it wasn't for a friend dying of cancer, there's no way I would have went to that place. Cause I thought it was all woo woo and people that were vegetarians or let alone vegans were nuts. Right. I just yeah. thought they were, I just, I didn't even make sense to me. I grew up hunting yeah. fishing on a farm and that was the way <laughs> of life. So my belief system was that, but look at me. I had, I was 42 pounds of weight. I had all these health issues. And by switching and going that healing thing, because the reality is, is I've learned this over the years. Some people are, um, are not emotionally ready to give up meat or all of it. All we tell people do is just eat less, try to have like four. If, 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 if you're not all the way there yet emotionally, or you don't want to do it, just, just eat more plants, eat more vegetables, eat more sprouts, do more fresh juices, add that into your life. Don't worry about quitting other stuff. And just slowly work and just see how you feel. You have to get first person experience. You can't listen to me. You can't listen to Patrick or anybody else. You have to get your own damn experience before you're going to know how your own body works because everybody's body is different. That's right. This is, it should be personalized precision medicine and lifestyle for each individual person. And one person might need a different type of yoga. Another person might need some type of meditation, different types of foods. But what we're trying to give you guys is something that's the basis and, and break down some of this stuff. So, okay. We talked about you guys do in the Gerson clinic, you go 20 pounds of fresh raw vegetables and juice and, and, and fruits juiced. Yeah. All right. Then you also, you do 13 juices a day, every hour on the hour. Yep. And then you add it in Stockton aloe. Did yep. you want to comment more on Stockton aloe? Are you good there? Well, you already actually elaborated on it, right? What it can do to the digestive tract, what it does with the mannose. And the other thing that you know, is an aloe is something called ace manin. Ace manin is an aloe. And what does ace manin do? It stimulates the production of macrophages. Macro means big, phage means eat. Macrophages are the big cells in the body that eat and digest cancer, viruses, and bacteria, right? So that's why that has become an essential component of what we call the advanced Gerson therapy. We take Dr. Gerson's work that he left us in 1959 mm -hmm. when he died, and we've compounded or expounded on that with, with things like aloe. I mentioned raw living spirulina to you as well, who's a friend of Tim or who's a friend of Mike and mine as well, um, who's just up the road from Mike Haley in uh, Vero Beach, Florida. Amazing what he's doing. Absolutely revolutionary what he's doing with spirulina. And so we add that to our treatment protocol as well. So um, you know, those are, are the main principles that we've thrown behind what we now call the advanced Gerson therapy. But I want to bring up one more thing when we were talking about restoring metabolism, right? Yes. Which is we have to oxygenate the cells. We have to get oxygen in there so that the mitochondria can convert sugar into energy. We've already established the fats at the level of the cell membrane. The other major rule on Dr. Gerson's protocol is absolutely no sodium other than what naturally occurs in fruits and vegetables. Sodium salt is an absolute no-no when it comes to reversing advanced disease. Let me explain. When we're eating salt, what's happening inside the cell? Gerson discovered this very 
early on around tumors were these huge areas of cellular edema. Cells swelled up with salt and water. So Dr. Gerson instinctively understood he needed to get salt and water out of the cells. Today, every single person that comes into my clinic, patient or companion, or companion, two to three weeks at our clinic, they're walking out seven to 15 pounds lighter because of all the salt and water they have stored up in their cells. If this is what your cells supposed to look like, how can the mitochondria function in this environment? They can't. We have so much salt. In kind our, of like in an ankle sprain on a cellular level. Exactly. We have so much salt in our diets today, and it's swelling up the internal portion of our cells to where the mitochondria and all the other organelles inside the cells can't function properly. Now, wait, now people say, well, I don't eat table salt. I eat the good salt. There's no such thing. There's such thing as better salt, right? Celtic salt, Himalayan salt, but there's no such thing as good salt. Let me explain. When we're talking about table salt, Table salt's 99.9% .9 sodium chloride, okay? It's pure sodium chloride. And obviously, that is going towards swelling up the cells with salt and water, which, by the way, you cannot get salt and water out of the cells unless you have massive amounts of potassium within your diet. It's that simple. There's a law in the human body. You eat salt, the body dumps potassium. You eat potassium, the body dumps sodium. That's a law. So all that salt and water that is accumulated in people's cells today, they can't get it out unless they're eating potassium. And where are you going to get potassium from? Fruits and vegetables. There's no other way. Okay. Gerson came up with a special potassium compound powder that we also add to the juices, and it just flushes sodium and water, excess sodium and water out of the cells like nothing else. But the point is this, there's two reasons why salt is so destructive. Table salt's 99.9% .9 sodium chloride. It's sodium chloride that is the, the destructive molecule for two reasons. One, because of the edema it causes. But what's the other reason? The thyroid gland. Do you know what your thyroid gland is specifically responsible for doing? It is, it is specifically responsible for reproducing mitochondria. It is your mitochondrial factory. Sodium chloride destroys the thyroid gland. Why? Because the chloride molecule displaces iodine from the thyroid gland. Mm -hmm. It displaces iodine from the thyroid gland. So table salt's 99.9% .9 sodium chloride. Celtic salt, Himalayan salt, whatever unrefined good salt you're eating, it's minimum 86% sodium chloride. There's a reason why the Dead Sea is dead. The sodium chloride content within it cannot support biological life. So when you eat any amount, of, of, of salt, you put, you tax the thyroid gland because of the chloride molecule. And so Gerson instinctively knew he had to eliminate salt, added salt, 
right? 100% if he was going to get his patients better, had to. And that included the good salt. And so by getting rid of sodium, only occurring in natural fruits and vegetables, obviously, because you do have what you need in natural fruits and vegetables to meet your daily needs for sodium. Our daily needs for sodium are only 230 milligrams. That's the body's obligatory loss of sodium on a daily basis. That's less than a quarter of a teaspoon of salt, which can easily be ingested through proper diet. Okay. We that's do a not, big point there. Quarter teaspoon. Visualize yeah, a, that for a moment. It's less than a quarter of a teaspoon for optimal human function. So we cannot consume excess or added sodium. We can't, okay? Because it, it causes a breakdown of the thyroid, which you need for mitochondria to convert your food into energy. But secondly, it swells up the cell. We cannot have cellular edema. So that is absolutely a vital component. Now, one more thing I want to address and this is why you cannot heal on a high-protein diet. And I challenge everyone to do this. I challenge all my companions to do this, not my patients. When you come to our clinic and you're getting massive amounts of potassium and getting rid of all that sodium and water, okay, so that the cells can get back to normal and the mitochondria have the environment that they can work in to properly convert food into energy, we're dumping all that sodium and water. That's the kidney's job. Do you know when you eat meat or you eat anything really acidic, you create an emergency state in the body? Why? Because we know that if the pH goes below, what, seven, we die. We die. Enzymes stop functioning. So when you eat something highly acidic, like a big steak, a burger, chicken, whatever, and you're doing that day after day after day after day, you literally set up an emergency system in the body where the kidneys, which preferentially want to dump sodium on a daily basis, they want to dump sodium and particularly excess sodium. When you eat a high protein diet and you create that emergency state, now the kidneys preferentially have to dump the acidity rather than dump the sodium. So when we have a high protein diet, we are in a constant emergency state where the kidneys have to work overtime now getting rid of the acidity in exchange for sodium. And this is what I tell my companions to do. Go home, do this therapy, our therapy for a month, get rid of all that salt and water that we're trying to get rid of, and then go out and eat a steak. Do you know what's going to happen the next morning? You they're won't feel be able like to have a cold or a flu and they're going to swell up. Yeah, they won't be able to get their rings off their fingers. They can't. Why? Because now the body's dumping that acidity in exchange for the sodium that it wants to dump. <clears throat> so you cannot heal on a high protein diet because you will break down the metabolism from not obviously from the acidity, right? Which we've already addressed, but from the uptake of sodium and water into the cells. And this is what we found on the Atkins diet. At, on the Atkins diet, after a year or two, your metabolism started to shut down for these very things that we're talking about. He died of a heart attack, by the way. Yeah, and the ketogenic diet's just, you know, Atkins for cancer treatment, right? That's, ex that's what they're promoting, essentially. Now, there's good keto that they say, but even that. 
Well, there's there's portions of it. It's just like everything. People are like, what do you think of paleo, Tim? I said, well, I really, I like it that they get people off of dairy and sugar. Yeah, right. I, I like that. Part. Yeah. The part I liked about keto was the fasting component. So yeah. but we just have to take off the rose-colored glasses and look around. There's two things that I've noticed that have popped up a lot in the last 10 years. These are fertility clinics because young human beings can't are having very difficult times getting pregnant nowadays. That's a breakdown of our species. And the other thing is a tremendous um, uh, explosion of kidney dialysis clinics. So why are all the, everybody's kidneys shutting down? It's the overconsumption I just told of protein. You. That's right. Overconsumption of protein. That's why I said earlier, okay, don't be emotional about it. Don't believe me, but cut your meat back, go to four ounces or less, or just go plant-based for 30 days, see how you feel, and then go have a bunch of hamburger and lasagna and see how you feel the next day. That's you right. become the judge. Don't let me and Patrick try to convince you one way or the other. We're just here to share what's worked for us. And, and the and science. We're sharing the science. Yeah. That's really what we're sharing. You know? Yeah, man. We were. I was actually going to make this really awesome protein powder, but then after a while, I'm like, I realized like I can't even tell my clients. You get enough. You know, people forget that like garbanzo beans or chickpeas are like they're 25% protein, right? Yeah, yeah. Spinach is 19%. So when you have these high amounts already, and when do people put on the most muscle and grow the fastest? Well, it's from birth to one year. They triple in size. A baby goes from seven pounds to 21 pounds. What are they or consuming or should they be consuming? Their mother's breast milk. That's How much right. protein's in that? About six to eight percent. Wow. And it's six to eight percent, you know, high quality fats, fatty acids, and then it's about 80% or so. Wow. Complex carbohydrates. So there's the fuel. And what I've done is I've actually taken athletes and put them on that regiment, but with foods in that proportion. And I've watched them build more muscle and perform better. That's right. Like, literally. That's because right. They're, they're, they're running more optimally. And the other thing you mentioned earlier about that cellular edema, when you flush out the sodium and all that water, when people are, I was, when I lost 42 pounds, it wasn't just 42 pounds of fat. It was 42 right. pounds of fat, inflammation, and water retention. Yep. I That's was swelled it. up. And That's the people right. like, dude, I thought I was like some big muscle builder, even though I had a huge gut. And then all of a sudden I look like I was a, 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 a track guy. Like I'm running. <laughs> it's like, it just all, it, it went that's, away. That's right. Bodybuilders do this all they, they, they What's that? It's sodium potassium pump. You were yep. talking about earlier. Yep. They're really masters at that where they, you know, they drink the water and do the salt stuff and then it shrinks up their skin. But that's, I mean, that's not a healthy thing to do, but yeah. Anyway. All right. So the last part I had a question on was, you guys actually, you're still eating. You said three meals a day. I did not know that the Gerson Clinic was feeding people. I thought that 13 juices a day, how the hell can you eat anything? Yeah. No, they're well, getting- first off, how many ounces is in the juice? Eight ounce juices. Oh, eight ounce. Okay. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eight ounce juices. They're smaller. Okay. So what do you yeah. get? What do you feed people down there? Uh, so every morning is the same meal, right? Uh, it's oatmeal. Now I did tell you Gerson did not allow dried fruit. However, in the oatmeal, we, he did add a little bit of dried fruit, like raisins, a prune, you know, maybe some apricot, uh, but it's cooked in the water, it's rehydrated, and it's not sitting there with a handful of dried fruit eating that throughout the day. Little so, bit oh, pieces. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit in the beginning for, for breakfast. So every morning is oatmeal with a little bit of dried stewed fruit in, in it with uh, an organic orange juice, and, and that's it, that's, that's breakfast. And then um, potatoes are a staple. They're an absolute staple. 
because they're so easily converted into energy. They are nutritional powerhouses, believe it or not. You know, we're taught, oh, well, don't eat, don't eat potatoes, you know, because they're loaded with carbs, especially when you're trying to lose weight. I mean, nobody loses weight faster than, than on the Gerson therapy. And our patients are getting 4,000 calories a day of, of, of carbs. It's that simple. You know, I mean, what are you taught in nutritional, you know, tr nutritional experts tell you, if you want to lose weight, you have to consume maximum these amount of calories on a daily basis. What is it, 1,500, 12 to 1,500? How is it our patients are consuming 3,500 to 4,000 calories a day? How is it? And they're losing a quarter to a pound a day until they reach their normal desired weight. How is that possible? Because weight loss has nothing to do with caloric consumption, nothing. It has everything to do with creating a cellular environment to convert those calories into energy. That is the difference. And so our patients, you know, they're getting that amount of calories and we're converting that into energy. So weight loss goes rampant on this therapy. So but anyway. I have a question. I heard that another thing too, not, I'm not bashing on the meat people uh, um, or people adding meat to their diet, but what I was told is that when you eat excess calories in animal-based foods, those are stored as body fat. When you eat excess calories in plant-based foods, those are burned off as body heat. That must be the case because we're burning fat off like mad, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you're you know? saying because the, the, it's about cellular efficiency. Yeah, that's what it is. We've created this. Yeah, yeah, we've restored. We've completely, we're completely restoring the cellular metabolism. Like stoking a little fire in each cell. Completely. Getting it burning hot again. That's right. That's everything that Gerson did. Okay, so you have oatmeal for breakfast with a tiny bit of dried fruit and orange juice. Potatoes. And flax oil. And flax oil. You put it in the oatmeal? Yeah, so, um, so our patients are getting two tablespoons of flax oil every day. Two so tablespoons. Do you, do you do it all in the morning with the flax oil? Or with the oatmeal? No, they get it throughout the day, right? So you two about Okay, so it's like a third of two tablespoons. That's right. And then, um, and then after six weeks, they drop down to one tablespoon of flax oil per day. And then they maintain that for the entire two years that they're on the therapy, which if you have advanced cancer, this is a two-year therapy across the board. Yeah. Tum tumors are typically gone within a year. If you go off the therapy when the tumors are gone, they're coming back. We see it religiously. So you to restore and rebuild the entire organic system of the body takes two years. That's what I was told. It's a two to three year process. That's right. I was told that there was like, well, you think you're here for the three week deal. But honestly, you know, it's it's two to three years to rebuild your cells. In fact, to completely rebuild every cell in your body, it's a seven year process. So the question for me was, was in seven years, do I want to regenerate every single cell in my body and be a new version of me, a healthier version of me? Or do I want to keep doing what I was doing? Yeah. And I thought about that and I'm like, I want to be like these people. I want to have glowing skin and, and, and vital, vitality coming out my ears and, and white eyes and lots of energy and just waking up and feel good. And that's when I decided, you know, I would do it for Charles to help him with his cancer, but for, also for myself. And originally it was more for him because he needed somebody and I want to support him. And I gave my word that I would, but after a while I told him like, I'm going to do this regardless whether you keep going or not, because I feel so damn good. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So 
you said potatoes. So what do you guys eat for lunch? Yeah. So every meal has potatoes, um, you know, lunch and dinner. And then obviously a nice green salad, which, you know, that's raw, but salad's very easily digestible, even by a deranged gut, you know. Um, so potatoes and salads then. Yeah, potatoes and salad. Then we also have something called Hippocrates soup. It was created by Hippocrates 2,500 years ago. And he created it specifically to detoxify the kidneys and the liver, but most importantly, the kidneys. So that special soup is served at both lunch and dinner as well. Um, and then uh, with that basic foundation as the meal, there might be another vegetable dish like um, asparagus or uh, uh, beets or you know, uh, squash as a side dish. Um, and our cooks are amazing. I mean, our chefs- Are you guys are just, doing any sprouts at all? No. Gerson did not do sprouts. Um, I'm sure he knew about sprouts, uh, but let's take alfalfa sprouts, right? Do you know alfalfa sprouts are a major cause of rheumatoid arthritis? They contain, they contain a premature amino acid called L-canavine. You can Google that, L-canavine. Major source of inflammation and rheumatoid arthritis. You know, so um, alfalfa, on the other hand, you know, doesn't contain that. It's a fully grown grown plant and it loses that that l-canavine but alfalfa sprouts themselves you know they can cause major rheumatoid arthritis in people so gerson just didn't do sprouts juicing was his mode of you know enzymes nutrients and you know okay so let's say you did gerson it. therapy and let's say you're one of the people that's healed themselves and then what do the people do for maintenance yeah that's a great question. Um, you know, I see people today pretty much doing one coffee enema every single day, which we haven't even talked about, right? Um, and they'll do three to four juices per day. They'll stick to the principles, low salt, if not no salt, um, the fats, right? Flax oil. They're not eating butter, eating meat, other than on rare occasion. You know, you, you mentioned like when you tell someone who's a carnivore that they've got to do this. Once they're healed, they can go back to enjoying some of the things that they enjoyed. Even Gerson said 80-20, 80-20. percent of your lifestyle is maintained with these principles. The other 20%, go and enjoy yourself. He actually encouraged it once people were healed. He felt it would keep the body functioning at a more optimal level because it had to be on alert, right? And so he recommended 80-20 once people were cured. I think that's really important too because like – if somebody thinks like I'm going to have 13 juices a day for the rest of my life, they might not even start the process. No, they wouldn't. They won't even, ah, hell with it. They won't even start get to, to experience feeling good. That's right. Right. So it's understanding that, Hey, look, like what I was told a long time ago, Tim, you did a lot of shitty things for a long time. Don't expect this. You know, this isn't to take a pill and tomorrow you're better program. It has to be a lifestyle. That's right. But for the first two to three years, you're going to have to do this to heal. And then after that, then there's that, you know, there's that rule. You can come back and have certain amounts of fruit that are fresh and biological and this kind of stuff and have some things you want to have some more cooked foods and these types of things. So that kind of gives people like, okay, once I'm well, I can kind of go back and have some of that stuff. And it's not like it's forever, never, right? And they don't get started. But what we what they find out is that after a year or two of living the lifestyle, they really don't, nobody really wants much of that stuff anymore. That's true. Because, and if you do, you go back to it and you eat it. And it makes you feel like shit. That's right. And then you're just That's like, right. screw it. And waking up and feeling good is a very good thing. And, and um, with just so many people 
getting sick today. I mean, it's just like, look around in the grocery store, so much obesity, so much. When you see people that are sick and all these people that are overweight and on prescriptions and stuff, they just have cellular issues. That's what it is. It is. It is. I mean, we have, we have really botched it up. Well, um, Patrick, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, so was there any final words that you'd like to share with the listeners before you go? Well, you know, the eight movies that have been done on Dr. Gerson's work have been done on cancer, right? Because that's where we can have our most dramatic successes in advanced cancer. But the reality is, as you well know, with Hippocrates, right, it can reverse a vast majority of degenerative conditions, right? It's that simple. It just doesn't heal cancer. It heals everything. You know, there's only a handful of things that we can't reverse, and those are central nervous system diseases like Parkinson's, uh, like Lou Gehrig's disease. Those are things we cannot we don't have success with. We can stop their progress, but we can't reverse the damage in those cases. Mm-hmm. But we're reversing virtually every single degenerative disease. But as you mentioned, it's not us. It's the patient being proactive, doing what we teach them to do. Um, but apart from that, you know, um, look, if you want to get healthy, you just need to dedicate yourself six to 12 months to a radical dietary lifestyle and detoxification regime. You have to do it. That's what it's going to take to restore proper health. And so that's what we do at our clinic. You know, our, our website's gersonclinic.com, G-E-R-S-O-N clinic.com. You can always reach me at director at gersonclinic.com. And if you go to our website, you can see a myriad of interviews of me uh, where I'm talking about the science like we've gone through today or where I'm lecturing to our, you know, our, our clients, our patients on the science behind health, disease, you know, toxicity, deficiency, things that we even haven't really addressed, you know, in the last hour. But, um, you know, that's what our website provides. It's an educational tool. Awesome. And, and that's where you can reach. Awesome. Out. And where at in Mexico is your clinic? Just over the border from San Diego. It's only a 40 minute drive from San Diego airport. So our patients fly into San Diego. We pick them up, escort them to our clinic and escort them back. And as we were talking earlier, no vaccine requirements, no PCR tests when you're crossing the border by land, nothing as of yet. Not that that's not going to change in the next six to 12 months, but as of right now, you don't need anything to cross the border by land. Cool. Well, um, sounds like a sunny place to go. So if you're up in the winter and you're not feeling good or you're, you have the prospect of, um, not living very much longer because you got a diagnosis that might be a good thing to do is hop on a plane, go down there and check it out. And how long is the uh, initial stay down there? What's the yeah, number? we we require a mandatory two week stay, uh, okay. but most people, if they can, if they have the logistic ability to stay for more than that, they'll stay for three weeks typically. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, guys, we'll put a link down below um, to to the Gerson Clinic, so you guys can click on it. And um, other than that, Michael or Patrick, thank you so much for coming in. I was thinking of Doctor uh, hey, Michael Haley. Haley. Um, that Stockton Aloe guy. So um, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing. Um, you've opened my eyes on a couple of things and makes me want to do some more research on some stuff now. And yeah. uh, really good stuff and some good review of some things. I love the story about Max Gerson and what he did. Uh, t- truly a pioneer going against the entire green. Awesome. I'm really happy that you guys have that clinic down there in Mexico and you're doing what you're doing. And I would highly recommend people check out the website at, at um, gersonclinic.com. And um, we just really appreciate your time. And for our listeners around the world, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, you know, a lot of people are coming to us for gut health and, you know, just trying to wake up and feel good and trying to figure things out like I have. And um, 
I, I think this episode's a really good one. If you like it, uh, give it a like, share, share it, subscribe, especially if you have somebody that's not feeling good. This could be a good option for them. And until next time, change yourself, change your world, and we'll talk again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. Ha, ha, ha.